0: The Western Australian government is now banning unvaccinated parents from visiting their sick kids. The U.S. is sending upwards of 3,000 troops to Ukraine. The Canadian freedom truckers are still standing strong, which is prompting the government to want to send in military intervention. And let's check in on Joe Biden's America. Spoiler alert, National Debt just topped $30 trillion for the first time in history, so yeah, not looking so good, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, hanging out with you guys for this whole episode jam-packed with information. Now, three very big stories at the forefront today, actually several big stories, so you're going to want to listen to the entire show. And, if for some reason you tune into YouTube and the show is not here, remember you can always find it on Rumble or Odyssey. The links are down below. Please remember to go follow me on those alternative platforms as YouTube loves to censor our content. Also, please remember that you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts where Safs is official.com as well. If you do like the podcast, please remember to leave a five star review. As leaving those reviews helps us grow in the charts, it helps other people find the show. So go leave the review if you like the show. And without further ado, let's actually get into it because there's a lot going on today. At the forefront, like I just talked about, that Canadian Freedom Convoy still going strong. We have a lot of news to hit on that front. But in Australia... Unvaccinated parents now being banned from visiting their sick kids. We have the Australian government literally holding sick children hostage at this point. If you go look up the definition of hostage, it is somebody who is held until a certain condition is met, aka parents being vaccinated in order to see their child. So Australian government holding kids hostage hostage at this point. And America absolutely crumbling and Joe Biden trying to divert from all of that by sending troops to Ukraine. Imagine being such a bad leader that you try to instigate wars between foreign countries that have absolutely nothing to do with you because your own country is doing so poorly. And as an example of how poorly our nation is doing just a little bit over a year into Joe Biden's presidency, let's go ahead and listen to what the liberals are saying about Joe and Kamala's reign thus far.
1: Well, guys, I think it's time to face it. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are not going to be the ones to help us. Wasn't the Republicans either. So what now? What do we do?
0: I hate to laugh at this video, but it's like, yeah, congratulations. You got exactly what you voted for. And this is the average liberal. I'm not trying to be more divisive with my rhetoric here, but there are a lot of people who voted for Joe Biden and then woke up a year later and were like, damn, gas is really high. These are the worst job reports we've ever seen in history. Our dollar is worthless and um, our president can no longer even walk on his own. He now has Jill Biden leading him out of press conferences by the hand. I tweeted out today, do you remember when we had a president who was able to speak for three hours straight, teleprompter free during his rallies after a long day of actually working for the American people? And now we have a president who can't even read off a teleprompter and needs to be led by the hand. (sighs) Yeah. So let me just again really give you guys a quick recap of what's going on in America before we get into some of that international news. Starting off with, like I just said, Biden shifting some 3,000 U.S. troops closer to Ukraine. This comes from NPR, but we are going to really get into the meat and potatoes of this information from Natasha Bertrand. If you guys watched our last show, you will know that this is the CNN reporter who deleted her reporting after truthfully saying that the call between Ukrainian President Zelensky and Joe Biden was so bad And it led to the Ukrainian president being like, hey, U.S., hey, Joe Biden, like, please relax. I think I know what's going on in my own country. Please stop being so crazy. Please stop trying to make tensions rise between us and Russia. And then CNN deleted all of that. Well, they're back to, you know, reporting the truth again. So we have Natasha Bertrand here who says, breaking Pentagon Press Secretary Kirby confirms that U.S. will soon move additional forces to Romania, Poland and Germany. These are not permanent moves, he says. Those forces are not going to fight in Ukraine, going to shore up NATO allies. So 1,000 troops will be moved from Germany to Romania, and 2,000 moved from the U.S. to Europe, again, specifically to Poland and Germany. And these forces are separate. And in addition to the 8,500 troops on heightened alert and standby, now in the U.S., Kirby says. So there's Joe Biden just instigating war with foreign countries, Ukraine came out and said, and I will continue to reiterate this every show, that there's not a problem. Russia's chilling. Joe Biden is literally the only one here who's like running around like a chicken with his head cut off, screaming about World War III. And everyone's like, yo, bro, relax. It's not that big of a deal. Calm down. You're trying to instigate war because you want Lockheed Martin stocks to go up. We're chilling. No, thanks. Why don't you go focus on your own dumpster fire of a country that you destroyed? And if Joe Biden was focused in on America, maybe these are the types of things that we would have real reporting on going back to CNN. They put out this headline today. Here's one big reason oil prices are near a seven-year high. OPEC and Russia are producing less than they promised. And I have to point this out because we have been pointing to those rising gas prices that are burning a hole in every American's pocket. Whether or not you even pay attention to politics, this is something that you cannot ignore. So what does the media have to do and how does the media take this and spin it? They say, oh, well, it's because Russia and OPEC aren't producing enough oil. Despite the fact that under Donald Trump, the U.S. was the largest producer of crude oil, we have enough oil to be oil- independent. okay. we don't need to be focused in and reliant on these foreign countries for our oil. But because of Joe Biden's policies and what he has pushed, that is why we're currently at where we are at with our oil supply, with our gas prices. And then the media has to come in and blame Russia and OPEC, saying that they didn't hold up their end of a bargain. That absolutely makes no sense. Why are we dependent on other foreign countries for our oil supply? let's keep going as well. From The Guardian, U.S. judge blocks sale of Gulf of Mexico drilling leases over climate concerns. Federal judge rules that the Biden administration did not properly consider the lease's impact upon the climate crisis. Now, it's very interesting to see the media's reporting of this because this court, again, revoked this oil and gas lease citing climate change and what does this sound like this sounds like all of those democratic policies of the green new deal of all this climate change nonsense how we can't drill oil here or there because it will be bad for the land meanwhile if you look at lithium mines for batteries that power uh, again, electric vehicles that are better for the environment. The earth is absolutely obliterated and destroyed. Maybe I should do a special specifically on how the green energy industry is actually completely destroying the earth and how if you look at the oil industry, in many cases, it's actually a lot better for the environment and the earth than some of these other different alternatives. So again, the court revoking that oil and gas lease, another example of why our oil prices are high. And the media tries to say, oh, well, Joe Biden try to get this to happen. But then of course the judge is like, oh, well, climate change, this climate change, that blah, blah, blah. That is why we are paying out the ass for gas prices and all of this other nonsense, because we have Democrats constantly pushing this climate hysteria and climate Fear porn, Um, again, going into this New York Times article, a judge ruled that the Interior Department must consider the climate effects of oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico before awarding these leases. A federal judge on Thursday canceled oil and gas leases of more than 80 million acres in the Gulf of Mexico, ruling that the Biden administration did not sufficiently take climate change into account when it auctioned the leases late last year. So, of course, this is being hailed as a major victory for environmental groups that criticized the Biden admin for holding the sale. It had been the largest lease sale in U.S. history. So there we go. We are stopping even more oil drilling. That's going to look great for every single American. Just kidding. It's going to be the exact opposite. Now, what else is going on? The job market. Let's take a peek at that. This came out today from Quartz. There are two open jobs for every unemployed American. In December, the number of job openings was nearly double the number of unemployed people, according to a report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released on February 1st. That's the biggest mismatch record since the agency started collecting the data in 2000. The gap has grown as employers continue to post new jobs, even as the number of unemployed people drops quickly, including people who were temporarily laid off. So that's what our job market is currently looking like. There are two open jobs for every unemployed American, uh, Josie of Liberty on Twitter points out as well, citing USA Today and Bloomberg, in 2020, there are 20.2 million people out of work. In 2021, 6.4 million people back to work. This is a net loss of 13.8 million jobs. And this was her quote tweet to Joe Biden, who said, 2021 was the greatest year of job growth in American history. So when the Biden administration tries to come forward and say, oh, we've had a record job growth. We're doing a great job. What that really means is, yeah, the government forced everybody to close down last year. They forced a government shutdown of our entire economy, and then they decided to open it back up. And that's job growth. I don't think so. And we are set to have the worst job record numbers in history when that job, uh, jobs report is released later on this week. So that is what the job market is currently looking like. And like I started out with the show, our national debt has also topped $30 trillion for the first time as economists warn of impact for Americans. So on top of nobody working, our dollar is also worthless. But it's okay, guys, because the Fed will just keep printing more money and injecting more money so that we can keep buying more goods that nobody is producing. Yay. Destroyed economy. It's it's not good. It's really not good. And to top all of it off, we have so many different countries that are finally opening up, getting rid of all of their nonsensical COVID restrictions. We'll be getting into which some of those countries are. And then what does America look like? This is what America looks like. This is from Syracuse university and it is a band students playing the clarinet and the saxophone and the flute through their face masks. They have cut holes in their face masks and they're playing those instruments through those masks. I thought we got past this, but no, this is what your child is living through. Meanwhile, we have a uh, Gavin Newsom and the mayor of LA or the mayor of San Francisco, my apologies, London breed maskless at these sporting events. And, um, yeah, California is going to be hosting the Super Bowl. They're in a state of emergency, apparently, but not a big enough state of emergency to not host the Super Bowl. So uh, there you guys go. The elites don't have to wear a face mask, but you do. And I've said this time and time again, and I will reiterate, don't get mad when you see Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, AOC, John Kerry not wearing a face mask. They shouldn't be wearing a face mask. Good. I'm glad Gavin Newsom's not wearing a face mask. He shouldn't be. He's not sick. Neither should you be. Take their lead. Live in reality. Come on, guys. Now, also another big issue in Joe Biden's America are crime rates right now. They've gotten so bad in certain cities that we now have grandmothers having to step up and stop the looting that is happening in these cities. Let's watch the clip.
2: You gonna pay for it? Excuse
1: me. I'm uh, straight off of the asshole. fucking asshole, God damn Come on, bud. Fuck off, asshole. Come on. Get
0: out.
1: Come on. Get out. Take your shit and go Fuck
0: off
1: You just jacked up the price for everybody else Because of bad assholes The most time they got caught
0: Okay, pardon the French in that video there, but based grandma, for my podcast listeners, you gotta go to YouTube Rumble or Odyssey and actually watch this video. It's hilarious. This looter has a cart full of items and he's just casually walking out of the store. Granny comes in and says, not today, sonny, I'm getting the trunk on you. Blocks him with her cart and is like, get the hell out of here, F you. And grandma is the one that's having to stop the lawlessness in our cities because that is how out of hand things are getting that we now have Grandma having to step up to the plate because this is the reality of a Democratic-run America. This is the reality of these progressive and liberal policies. We now have grandmas who are basically the the police at this point because everything is so out of hand. Now, I keep seeing tweets like this one, so I'm also going to bring it up because it's just the cherry on top of the cake. We started off this whole entire segment of Joe Biden's America recap with the liberals being like... (laughs) I don't think Joe Kamala are going to help us. What do we do? And I keep seeing tweets like this one from my good friend Patriot J. LOL, my father, who would send me lengthy anti-Trump text messages nearly every day during the administration, just told me he's so fed up with Joe Biden that he would vote Republican in 24 and hopes the Dems get trounced in the midterms. And... I'm bringing this up because I have seen this from so many people on Twitter. I'm a Democrat. I'm voting Republican. Joe Biden, what are you doing? I voted for Joe and I have regrets. I'm voting Republican in 24. I'm voting Republican for the midterms because Democrats have ruined my city and my life. I'm seeing so many tweets like this come up of people who are waking up and just leaving the Democrat party in droves because they see the reality of Joe Biden as president. They see that America is in complete and utter shambles. And Joe Biden is more worried about getting us into a foreign proxy war than focusing in on the issues at home. Now let's get into what is going on internationally because there's a lot of energy going on right now in Canada. We, we covered the truckers extensively over the past two shows. We are going to be giving updates on what is currently going on now. But why were these truckers so angry? And why did they initially feel the need to start this convoy and stand up against the government? Because the government tried to say, if you want to enter point, points of entry, if you want to cross state lines or uh, cross over into a different country, blah, 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 you have to be vaccinated. And the truckers said, no, we don't think so. And why did they say that? Because they understood that that was the catalyst that would ultimately lead to what we're currently seeing in Australia today, where unvaccinated parents are now being banned from seeing their sick children. And if that sounds like the most insane and worst thing you've ever heard in my life or your life, it's definitely the worst I've ever heard in mine. Um, listen to this clip, because this is what is happening now to parents over there.
2: West Australian parents who are unvaccinated will be banned from seeing their own sick children in the state's hospitals under the new strict laws drawn up by Premier Mark McGowan. The tough new rules will come into play from January 31. Only those with exemptions from the vaccine or under compassionate grounds including end of life visits will be allowed to step inside the hospitals which includes visiting their own kids.
0: What we have known for some time is that from January 31, the measures will be ramped up even more. We also know that the one thing the Premiers and the Prime Minister, for
2: that matter, have been united on is the need to get vaccinated. So it becomes the ultimate test, doesn't it? If you're unvaccinated and you're going to what's deemed a high-risk
0: area, i.e. a hospital or an aged care facility, the ability to go and see your loved one if you're unvaccinated may well be taken away from you. And could that be the trigger to make you change your mind? And I guess That's the force at play here. It's a tough decision, isn't it? What would a parent do? Confronted
2: by that, would it make you change your philosophy? Maybe it would, and maybe that's what the government are
0: banking on. Would that make you change your philosophy? Maybe it would. That's not a philosophy. It's your freedom that you're having to give up because your child is being held hostage. Again, if you go look up the definition of hostage, it's a person seized or held as security for the fulfillment of a condition. This condition, in this case that needs to be fulfilled the parent getting vaccinated against their will in order to see their sick child so the australian government absolutely disgusting holding sick children hostage to force their will upon the people it's terrifying to see and my heart goes out to all of the australians living through this my friend evelyn ray was one of the first people to go and expose this go follow her on twitter at evelyn ray she's done a, a an, an amazing job of talking about these subjects and talking about what australians are going through But somebody commented on her video that she posted regarding the subject, and he says, I'm in a cancer ward in Victoria, and my fully vaccinated children can't come and visit, nor am I allowed to leave the confines of the ward. No fresh air, confined for the last 14 days, with another nine ahead, possibly more. It's not just in... Where is this at? In Western Australia, the whole country is cooked. So this is what Australians are currently living through right now. And that's why the Canadian truckers have felt the need to push back as much as they have because they understand what this leads to they understand what bending the knee and saying okay maybe we could just quarantine for 14 days okay maybe we just wear a face mask okay maybe we just get one two or three vaccinations no the canadian truckers see where this leads to americans see where this leads to and that is why people are standing up and pushing back so i cannot believe that i am actually reporting this and more people aren't upset It's baffling to me because if America should be intervening in any country right now, it's not Ukraine, it's Australia. We should be breaking out the Australians from the actual authoritarian regime that they're living under. But are we going to do that? No, because in reality, we don't actually care about democracy. We don't actually care about people's rights and freedoms like we all pretend to in this country. What we care about is foreign wars that can make us more money. Let's be honest here. So if there ever was a time for us to intervene, it would be with Australia. I'm, again, very anti-war. But in that case, it's like, look at what is currently happening to those people. So before we get into the updates on the trucking convoy it is black history month everybody and uh, justin trudeau good old blackface trudeau had to give a uh, black history shout out he said let's celebrate the important work of black canadians blah 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 i'm not going to read the rest of this but then um everyone's circulating this video of justin trudeau in blackface from head to toe in honor of Black History Month. And this video is absolutely hilarious because they do a full pan of his body and his arms are blacked out. Homeboy's knees are even blacked out. Like he blacked out every single part of his body. This is not even black face. This was black body. Justin Trudeau's always on some crazy shit. Let's be honest. It's so funny that he has to pander so hard to the black community. And then it's like, he was the worst proponent of racism, if you will. He also points out because, again, he's still going very hard against the truckers who are standing up for their freedoms. He says, today in the House, members of Parliament unanimously condemn the anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-Black racism, homophobia, and transphobia that we've seen on display in Ottawa over the past number of days. Together, let's keep working to make Canada more inclusive. Now... I haven't seen any anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-Black racism, homophobia, transphobia, any of the phobias in Ottawa outside of a phobia for government tyranny. But of course, the officials in charge that are being threatened to be ousted and that are about to be overthrown are having to make up all of these fake issues in this group of freedom-loving truckers because they know that they are losing. And we can tell that they're losing by the fact that the city of Ottawa is looking into bringing the military into Ottawa to deal with the protest and or going through the courts to get an injunction to halt the protest. This comes from Marie Oaks, who was on our first show covering the Canadian protest. Apparently, the Ottawa chief of police is now going to try to sanction the military and bring them in to stop this convoy. That's what's currently going on in Canada right now. And what are they trying to stop? I'm just going to play some horrific B-roll for you guys here of the Canadian truckers providing meals for the homeless in downtown Ottawa. Remember how Justin Trudeau said that they were stealing food from the homeless? Well, I, I did this thing called journalism, guys. And I actually went and I found this clip from Keen Bext of Rebel News, who's actually on the ground. And um, he's showing that the truckers are actually providing meals for the homeless. Zero mainstream media coverage on it. The organizers also have pop-up pizza cooking ovens. And um this is who Trudeau is calling unacceptable. So that is some of the horrific imagery that Justin Trudeau is condemning right now: truckers feeding the homeless. Now so much energy has been surrounding this protest in Canada. And it's not only truckers who have been involved. We also saw the farmers involved. And this clip came out on Monday. I do want to play it just because it's a beautiful scene. It's a beautiful scene of all of these truckers and tractors making their way into Ottawa. Let's listen.
3: Well, you asked for it, everybody.
1: Here they are. There they are. Farmer Seed Truckers Balls. Ottawa.
0: This is awesome. Fantastic. Okay, so for my podcast listeners, that was Huge Tractors in Ottawa, Canada. They're in solidarity with the truckers. A lot of great energy over there. And we constantly see from the left, from Antifa, workers unite against big government, big corporations. So you would think. That, you know, the communist left would see this and be like, yes, this is beautiful. This is amazing. But no, they're actually the opposite. The Communist Party of Canada, for example said the show in Ottawa is really about ultra right demanding profits come before health in all cases. We need broad unity to expose flu trucks clan. That's what they've hashtagged this, but only fundamental change to defeat COVID, raise wages and living standards, ban hate and curb corporate power can stop rising fascism. So these truckers, are fighting back against actual authoritarianism and then the communists are mad about it. They're constantly calling for people to unionize and to push back against corporations that are profiting off of them. And then truckers actually do it and they're all screaming and crying and having a tantrum. And the comments in in this thread are absolutely hilarious too. And um, there's people like this guy, Shane Hazel, who says, good Lord, if people can't unsee this. You're not about the people. You're about power over them in every facet of their lives. And the comments on this thread are absolutely hilarious because people just exposing these communists for exactly what they are, the, thru- the true authoritarians in our society today. And we keep seeing memes like this one, Circa 2020, but my business got looted. Protests are meant to disrupt your life. Just cope, okay? That was Antifa back in 2020. Now we go to um, 2022. Stop it, I can't sleep. And then it's just a Chad meme and he's like, honk, honk, honk. And it's just the truckers. We love to see it, absolutely. And um, it's hilarious that these liberals who, again, are supposed to be for the people are some of the most anti-freedom, anti or like pro-big government people we've ever seen in our lives. It's very insane. Now, why is the government threatening to have military involvement during this convoy? Why is it that Justin Trudeau is trying to label them the way that he is? Well, there's a Telegram channel called Convoy to Save America. Go check that out. Telegram channel Convoy to Save America to keep up with all the latest convoy news. They wrote, since the truckers have hit Ottawa... Quebec has dropped taxing the unvaccinated. Saskatchewan is canceling vax passports at the end of February. And the conservative party leader, Erin O'Toole, has been voted out as party leader. And then they link to all of the National Post, Reuters, and global news articles talking about how they're scrapping, taxing the unvaccinated in Canada and they're canceling those vaccine passports. So do you see the power of the people? Do you see how effective this protest has been? Which is why all of the elites in power are very upset about it. And this convoy is fighting against many different attacks right now too. For example, from post-millennial, breaking Canadian Freedom Convoy GoFundMe under review after raising over $10 million. So the fundraiser is currently paused and under review to ensure it complies with the terms of service and applicable laws and regulations says GoFundMe. Now GoFundMe had already paused the contributions and we've seen this from GoFundMe time and time again where if politically you lean the wrong way, They're going to completely freeze all of your funds. So these truckers have over a million dollars that have now been frozen. And GoFundMe does have the power not to give them this money. Why? Because they're communists themselves. Let's go even further. Now, we talked about how the American truckers were inspired by what was going on in Canada. Let's listen to the American truckers uh, who created the Facebook group Convoy to DC. Since this was posted... On Monday, the Facebook group had flown past 110,000 people. But of course, because there's so much grassroots movement behind this campaign, Facebook has already banned the page organizing the US Trucker Convoy to DC. But let's listen to these truckers um, anyway and see what they're planning and see how they're feeling about all of this.
3: I am a truck driver uh, here in the United States. I am a huge supporter of what they've done up north in Canada this is about being an American. Um, this isn't about if you're a Democrat or a Republican, a conservative, liberal. Um, it doesn't matter what country you're from. doesn't matter um, <clears throat> where you align yourself with different segments of society. None of that matters. None of it matters at all. And even though this is going to be about an American convoy, that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to those of our friends that are in Australia or various countries in Europe or Canadian brothers or down in Mexico, uh, South America, anywhere across the globe where these mandates um, are happening, where people are losing livelihoods because of mandates.
0: So the U.S. trucker convoy trying to make their way from California to Washington, D.C. I'm also hearing rumors that they may try to block the Super Bowl. Keep your eye on that one. That would be kind of interesting to see what happens there. But um, Facebook already deleting their page after it had accumulated over 110,000 followers. This is a very popular movement, not only in Canada, but now here in America, we saw in the Netherlands, they also had their own mini convoy going on. People around the world are waking up and many of these other countries are out freedoming America, if you will, and they're lifting a lot of their COVID restrictions because they realize that it is not going to serve in the government's interest to push back against the majority, the people who are very angry about what they're currently living through and still being subjected to almost three years later. In England, they are planning to revoke their mandatory COVID vaccine for health workers. Great movement on that front. In Norway, they are lifting almost all of their COVID restrictions from 11 p.m. tonight. Prime Their prime minister announced at a press conference yesterday. And in Sweden, they're expected to announce tomorrow that all COVID restrictions will be lifted. So some movements regarding what other countries are doing with COVID, but for some reason still in America, we have high school students that are having to stage walkouts of their schools because they are still being forced to mask up. We showed you that picture of Gavin Newsom at a football game surrounded by stars and celebrities maskless. Meanwhile, your child is still being subjected to this nonsense in schools. Let's listen to high school students in Washugal, Washington, who staged a walkout because they want their freedoms back.
1: This is not an excuse for any of you freshmen and sophomores to disrespect your teachers. If I hear of anybody disrespecting teachers or staff tomorrow, that makes us look bad. We want this to be a peaceful, respectful movement. We are just trying to gain back our rights as citizens. We do not care. The teachers in the end are just doing their jobs. It doesn't come from them. It comes from the state. Now, what we're hoping is that they kick us out. This sounds bad, but we're hoping that they kick us out because they have to report that attendance to the state. And if the state sees a day where 100 or I don't even know how many kids are here are absent, they're going to start asking questions. Our hope is, is we can get this statewide. Now, I might get in trouble for this, but the plan still stands for Wednesday. For tomorrow, I mean. Everybody is gonna meet at the back row of the senior parking lot and we're all walking into the school with no mask on. You can get me in trouble, they can suspend me, I don't care. We're done with this. And obviously all of you are too. Now again, we're doing this peacefully and respectfully. If a a staff member asks you to put a mask on, you say no thank you and keep walking.
0: So he ends up by saying, and if they kick you out, then just go home. They ended up doing that and video came out today. And what ended up happening was the students got kicked out because we are living at a point in society where if you're a healthy individual, but you refuse to put a face mask on, you will be sent home because these states and our government has prioritized tyranny over freedom, tyranny over education in America. That is where we're currently at. We are starting year three of this complete nonsense and for some reason the government still has all of this power to implement this on the people or so they think and they think that because the people have become so subservient and they are scared to push back against their government once the people like these high schoolers please i hope that this video inspired one person today to say you know what Maybe there's a high schooler watching this stream even. Now I'm going to go do an anti-mask or maskless protest at my school. That's what we should all be doing, no matter where you are at. I went to a hockey game this past weekend in Dallas. And they were like, you need to put a face mask on. They would give me the mask and I just wouldn't put it on. And I walked right in. No one gave me a second issue about it and told me to put it on. I went into an elevator. The guy was like, you have to put a mask on to be in here. We're already going down in the elevator. So I just looked at him in the face. And then I walked out of the elevator that's all you have to do. What are you guys going to do? Kick me and the 5,000 plus other people in the entire stadium out with no face masks on? I don't think so. There's power in numbers. So be like these high school students. Take back your rights and freedoms because enough is enough. And we continue to see every single day the, the release of more truth in our society. But of course, the media is never going to report on this and it's going to remain hidden. John Hopkins researchers, lockdowns had little to no effect on COVID-19 deaths, but imposed enormous economic and social costs. Lockdowns in the U.S. and Europe had little to no effect on COVID-19 mortality, but imposed enormous economic and social costs. in the places where they were implemented, researchers at John Hopkins University said in a new analysis released this week. They reportedly reviewed two dozen unique studies conducted during the early stages of the pandemic as part of their meta-analysis and ultimately found that, ding, 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 lockdowns didn't do anything. We talked about this early on. We all knew that lockdowns didn't work. We all knew that this was ridiculous. But for some reason, we still had the majority of the population so fearful of their government that they gave up their rights and freedoms. And now it is going to be a long uphill battle for us all to get them back. And for us all to wake up our fellow American from the psychological manipulation haze that they're all living through right now. What else is going on in America? I wish that I could report good news as... I was able to from Sweden and Norway and the UK. No, in the US, uh, Pfizer is expected to request emergency use authorization for the COVID vaccine for children six months to five years old on Tuesday, WAPO reports. Now, we still have Pfizer trying to request emergency use authorization for now six month old children, six months to five years old, despite Infectious diseases, physicians, and multiple doctors coming out and saying this exact thing. Listen.
3: Why is Moderna's spike vax still limited to adults 18 and older? Yeah, so I don't I don't know anyone who uses that name either. But I mean the, the the short answer is that people things get approved for exactly what they are applied for, and the companies are very careful to apply for indications where they've carefully tested. But in the particular case of the Moderna vaccine and the mRNA vaccines in general, there have been a very small number, a very low uh, number of cases of myocarditis that have appeared um, in mostly um, young adolescent men. And so the FDA is looking very closely at that to make sure that everything is okay before going forward.
0: Oh, yeah, there was a very extremely low number of myocarditis artists and men. We don't have the long-term um studies to back up that statement, but it's really low. D- don't 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 worry about it. Just inject your 6-month-old child with this. Yeah. And it keeps getting worse. We reported On, I believe this is the same man who was denied a kidney transplant because he's unvaccinated or maybe last week it was a heart transplant. I can't keep up with the amount of organ transplant stories that are leading people to their early death because they refuse to get vaccinated. Here's another one of those stories. Absolutely heartbreaking from here in the US. A man from Burke County in desperate need of a kidney transplant says he's been denied the surgery
2: because of his vaccination status.
1: You will not change your mind? No, sir. I was born free. I'll die free. I'm, I'm not going to, I'll not change my mind. Chad Carswell says he has more than 100 people all willing to donate a kidney
2: for him. But Atrium Health in Winston-Salem says he can't have the procedure because he's unvaccinated.
0: So that is what Americans are currently living through. And also, I forgot to put this story in today, but the Army is saying that you got to get vaccinated or get discharged. So even our military still being targeted and attacked with these unconstitutional and ridiculous mandates. And remember that early treatment options were something that for some reason, our top scientists and officials that were supposed to care about our health never really wanted to look into because we were just going to focus in on uh, hospitalized people who got COVID. We're just going to do that instead. Remember, they just halted monoclonal antibodies because they're not effective against Omicron. And oh, by the way, this just came out from Reuters, by the way, as well. Sorry, I just said, by the way, twice there, because I'm just so frustrated with the fact that I'm even having to read this headline that I have to pretend is breaking news. Ivermectin shows antiviral effect against COVID, Japanese company says. Japanese Trading and Pharmaceuticals Company on Monday said that anti-parasite drug ivermectin showed an antiviral effect against Omicron and other coronavirus variants in a joint non-clinical research study. So uh, let's all pretend that that's breaking news so that way YouTube doesn't delete us off the face of the earth. Let's all pretend like scientists and doctors weren't actually trying to talk about this as an early treatment method immediately into... America and the world having to experience COVID. No, let's all pretend that this is all breaking news and the vaccine is the only thing that's going to save us and that it's not giving anybody myocarditis and that you should inject your six-month-old child even though that you you can get vaccinated and still catch and spread COVID, which is why we have vaccinated people having to take booster shots. And we also have the same pharmaceutical companies that are making billions of dollars off of this, nine new billionaires created over the past two years since COVID broke out. Remember, they're making a uh, vaccine specific for Omicron because guess what? It's a giant money-making machine and you're the product. So that's what's going on in America. I wish I could report some better news to you guys here, but shout out to our European brothers and sisters who have half a brain cell more than we do in this country. We know Joe Biden's a vegetable at this point, a hologram, a ghost. Is Joe Biden even a real human being? I don't know. I have no idea. Every single video of Joe Biden could be a deep fake at this point. I would believe it because the man is so incoherent. He doesn't know what he's doing outside of meddling in Ukraine and Russia policies. That's literally all he and his entire administration are doing. Jen Psaki was on a podcast and she was like, Yeah, we have like all these monitors in the White House, right? And like they have different news sources, like the credible ones like MSNBC and CNN. They're obviously talking about like Ukraine and Russia because it's super, like super bad news. And then you look at Fox News and it's Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime policies and how that affects cities. Like what even is soft on crime? Like what does it even mean? literally how she sounded in that clip. And I forgot to bring it in for the show today because I didn't even want to subject you guys to that. But that's our press secretary laughing in the face of the American citizens who do have to deal with these soft on crime policies and then focusing and diverting all the attention to this, this fake tension between Ukraine and Russia that's being drummed up by American politicians. So that's what's going on in America right now. And um, let's get into a news blitz as well, really just to Highlight again, where America is currently at. Ted Cruz today asked Kenley Kiyakato, President Biden's nominee to be judge of the Central District of California, if racial discrimination is wrong. This is a judge, okay? She's been questioned to be a potential judge, asked if racial discrimination is go- is wrong. This is how she responded. Let's listen.
2: Uh, judge want I, w- I want to start with you. Is racial discrimination wrong? Senator, our Constitution that was prohibits race discrimination, discrimination on the basis of race. Okay, let me ask again, is racial discrimination wrong? Senator, as a judge, I, I, I don't um, deal with issues of morality or whether something— so you have no views on whether it's right or wrong? Senator, because that is an issue that is frequently litigated before the courts— pursuant to Canon 3 of the Code of Conduct. Okay, so why does the Constitution prohibit racial discrimination? Senator, I I think it's part of our Constitution and this nation's history of aiming for equal justice and uh, treating people, regardless of any protected class status, equally and fairly. So...
0: So this woman being questioned to be a judge of California can't even answer if racial discrimination is wrong. And I guarantee you she can't answer that because she's most likely a progressive judge who would immediately think that a white man who came before the courts was guilty. And white people, many a time in this country, are racially discriminated against for their skin tone. That's probably why she couldn't answer that question. That's just me reaching, though, most likely. What else is going on in our country? From The Hill, experts warn gender-neutral language, like pregnant people, may put mothers at risk. Referring to individuals in this reduced me- mechanistic, mechanistic way is commonly perceived as othering and dehumanizing. Sorry, I don't know how to pronu- pronounce words, guys. But um, yeah, duh. Pregnant people isn't a thing. Only women can get pregnant. Only women can get periods. Men will never be able to do that. And I will reiterate that to every weird trans person who thinks that because they have a fake vagina that they can have a kid. No, you can't. You're not a woman and you're mentally ill. So yes, pregnant people and this dehumanizing language that we are using towards people in society it's it's not going to end up well. You know what it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to stories like this one when you confuse gender so much that you have transgender swimmers like Leah Thomas, who has not transitioned into a female, who has their junk just out for every girl in the locker room to see from the Daily Mail exclusive. We're uncomfortable in our own locker room. Leah Thomas's UPenn teammate tells how the trans swimmer doesn't always cover up her male genitals when changing and their concerns go ignored by their coach. One of Leah Thomas's teammates tells DailyMail.com they feel uncomfortable sharing a locker room with the transgender swimmer. It's definitely awkward because Leah still has male body parts and is still attracted to women. Oh my gosh. So they were told that they could not ostracize Leah by not having her in the locker room And that there's nothing they can do about it. The teammate added that Thomas appears to enjoy all the attention. And said it affects the team more than it does her. So this is a man who is walking around naked in front of women. Is still attracted to women. And has a dick. And our society says that's okay. And society praises that. And we have politicians who were advocating for men to be able to do this to be able to go walk naked in the locker room with your daughters that's where we've gotten to as a society let's check in on law schools as well because we know a lot of our future politicians and judges like the one we just watched who couldn't even say that racial discrimination was wrong we know a lot of them are coming out of these law schools let's check in on how georgetown is doing oh the law students demanded a space to cry for the washington examiner A group of students at Georgetown University Law Center demanded a space to cry and have catered food while staging a sit-in protest to promote the firing of embattled Professor Ilya Shapiro. William Trainor, the dean of the law school, met with the students during their protest Tuesday and promised the school would reimburse them for any food they had delivered to the sit-in. So they need a place to cry because they're such pathetic losers who have been coddled, coddled for their whole entire life that... When they meet an opinion and they have to listen to an opinion that is different from theirs, they do not know how to handle it. And they say, I just can't believe that you said that your favorite color is blue when purple's obviously the most inclusive color. Like, why would you even say that blue is a good color? Like, blue has been used throughout history to gender people as boys. And it's just such an oppressive color. Like, why would you say that? Like, that's genuinely how these people are. They're pathetic losers and it's like you don't need a safe space to go cry you need to go out and live in the real world and actually experience hardship so you stop making up all of these fake problems you are pathetic let's see what else is going on in our education system and why you should homeschool your children from christian walker he said there's a mass shooting threat at my school ucla and the school didn't notify us until it linked online because the guy isn't white wow Oh, man, that's uh, that's really rich. That's really rich. Um, another viral tweet from The Art of Purpose, who was a millionaire educator, said, I spent 20 years teaching public school and have a master's degree in education. Trust me, homeschool your children and homeschool your children. You should because that is our education system, my friends. It uh, It's not looking good for anybody. And this has been a very black-pilled show, I would say. I mean, half and half. For America, it has been. So I want to end on a positive note with this story from Fox News. 10-year-old with brain cancer sworn into 100 law enforcement agencies. He is not letting it set him back. Houston boy, DeVarge, DJ Daniel, 10, has terminal brain cancer and spinal cancer, but his dream came true on Monday when he was sworn into his 100th law enforcement agency. Um, On Monday, he reached his goal and um, he's trying to bring effort or he's in an effort to bring awareness to childhood cancer, according to the Houston Independent School District. So there is DJ right there being sworn into his 100th law enforcement agency in his little police officer uniform. DJ, we hope that you can get better. I don't even know if that's something that I can say, but this is actually just like such a sweet story. And seeing his happy little face seeing his little outfit and seeing him, you know, use his life for good. And he's out here achieving his goals. He's out here living his dreams. So DJ, you keep doing you. I wanted to end the show on a little bit more of a positive note, a little bit sad because of what he's going through. But um, you know what? He's not letting his circumstance set him back. He is going to reach his dreams and his goals despite what life has given him at the young age of 10 years old. And imagine if these college students who are demanding a safe space to cry had one, one 16th of the experience or the will that little DJ 10 years old has and the, the want for life and dreams that this little boy has. Imagine how different our society would look if we had adults who are actually focused in and driven to live out their goals and dreams like little DJ is. He's not letting his situation set him back. He's out here living his best life and achieving his goals and dreams. So we love to see it. And that is just such a just such a sweet story. What a sweet boy. I love this little police outfit. And I wanted to end on a more positive note and just tell you guys to keep looking up as well and not to let our situation, no matter how dire it may seem, dictate the way that you live your life. Remember that, Oftentimes, everything comes down to mindset and things seem kind of rough in America. They really do. But once the masses wake up, we'll be right as rain. Canada, you guys keep doing what you do. We're all very proud of you. Norway, Sweden, congratulations on breaking free. UK, you guys are even doing pretty good too. America, wake the hell up. We need to get Joe Biden out of office ASAP. I wish I was like a leftist liberal who, while Trump was in office, I could just scream and cry because I didn't like the guy. No, I can sit here for another three hours and talk about all of the bad policies and all of the failures that Joe Biden has put us through as a country. And it's heartbreaking. But anyways, let's end on a positive note. And... um People are writing in the chat. Oh, Canada. I want to learn the Canadian anthem just so I can like sing it in solidarity with my Canadians. But that's all I've got for you guys tonight. Please remember to go follow the show on podcast. If you cannot find it here, I will always post it on podcast, Rumble and Odyssey. The links are all down below. If you like the show, please go leave a five star review. We are almost to 400 reviews on the podcast. And I would love for us to get to 400 reviews by the end of the month. So if you have not left a five star review, please make my day and do so. I read every single one. I'll start reading them here on the show as well. And um, again, thank you all so much for supporting me. Thank you all so much for being here in this fight for me and uh, this country with me, not for me. And um, I will see you guys next show. Thank you for tuning in.